have a date night and don't know what to watch, well, you've come to the right place. So set up those candles, get those balloons, and hope you order in some dinner. Well, come back to a brand new episode of Two, please. Rohit is staring at me while I introduce our latest episode. How old are you? Who gets balloons to a date night? I don't know. <laughs> Clearly, I haven't gone on several on any dates in a while. <laughs> So, so yes, the whole idea is I'm we're we're, we're talking date night movies this time. Yes, uh, I am completely caught off guard with that intro. <laughs> so, yeah, that's that's the plan. We're going to approach this in um, in different ways because uh, again, there are different objectives you can have. <laughs> yeah, for date night. Of course, yeah, for sure. So mm. and you have a movie or you have movies for each of those objectives. So we're going to try and cover a few of. those objectives and a few movies for each of them yeah i think uh, that this is more like dating advice and <laughs> yeah more or less i feel like okay this is for both of us for the bo- <laughs> yeah <laughs> this is how we're going to uh, approach our future dates least least qualified least uh, qualified like people to give advice i mean we've kind of i, I mean you maybe to an extent uh, i have no qualifications I, i think at this point you've tried to suggest movies on date nights to your partners i have suggested movies on date nights to my partners basically when i've gone on dates and had been in relationships i have suggested films that we could have watched together to varying degrees of uh, success. success yes Before we jump into the topic, the last thing you said sort of triggered a question in my head. How different are are the movies you watch on your own to the movies you watch with your significant other? Very different. Yeah. Very very different. I have found out the hard way. Thankfully, I'm not alone. Of course not. I think we've we've had discussions about this, and yeah. I, it's kind of you know what? we'll we'll start the show, then we'll get into this. Yes, yes. So welcome back to a brand new episode of Two Please. I'm your host Abhul, and I'm your co-host Rohit. This is the Date Night Movies episode. Let's start the show. I am. Yeah, so the the whole idea of this came to me last week at some point, uh, where I was like, oh, you know what? It it would help like people who are getting into relationships, people who've been in relationships for a long time, to have a cheat sheet of sorts. Yeah, to jump into a film that both partners. And I think it's a it's an important <laughs> intervention. I'm calling it an intervention because uh, we all know finding a movie to watch together is one of the. We sound. I sound privileged right now. It's one of the hardest things you can do. I can imagine, dude. Like, I mean, uh, so I, I hate to do this to Rohit, but Rohit, when you watch Squid Game, what language did you watch it in? <laughs> oh no, I watched it in Korean. Oh, you did. I I watched it. So I watched it twice. <laughs> I watched it <laughs> once in Korean by myself, and I watched it once in English with Poonam. Yeah, because uh, there are several like what do you call factors to consider, right? Because I, I mean, Rohit and I are now comfortable with say with subtitle films. Yeah. But in the past, I've had uh, I've had partners who weren't the most pleased with having subtitles on their screens because they would have to like. split their attention between reading and and seeing what was unfolding on screen so there are a lot of factors to consider when you true, when you true. start a date night movie i mean on that specific point in poonam's defense this is not a case of her not liking subtitles generally i think it was more her finding the korean diction a little off putting i on the other hand like the way koreans talk it's a lot 
uh, it's very expressive mm. because I know for a fact Puram watches a lot of Euro trash shows oh. uh, Spanish, French uh, borderline like their equivalent of four more shots please okay oh goodness all right, I, I think this one time uh, I caught her watching a Spanish show without subtitles I'm like what is the point even <laughs> what are you doing <laughs> so but yeah I, I in the case of Squid Game I feel um, I mean again coming back to the point I like Korean uh, shows in the original audio because the way the characters speak it's very expressive I yeah. like I like I feel that. like, yeah, the, I mean, the Korean language itself is, is yeah. quite fascinating to me. And my, I mean, my, I know this is, we're kind of like going all over the place yeah. a little bit. Uh, my, I'm somewhere to keep this brief. My introduction to Korean cinema came because of Hindi cinema and Hindi cinema kept ripping off or rather making unofficial remakes of their films. Mm. So, which is why you always go and check out the source material and language has never really been a barrier when it comes to good storytelling personally. So I am open to trying out most kinds of uh, world cinema provided there's an interesting story to tell. That may not be the case for everyone, as we've just alluded to. But let's get back to the reason as to why we're here today. So uh, what I thought we'd do for this is we kind of split this into, into categories of sorts. So say you know, this is a new date and you want to impress somebody or mm. this is an, a person you've been seeing for a while, but you've been feeding them films that you kind of tolerate, but these, these are the movies that you really want mm. them to check out. Like you've reeled them in, now it's time to... Yeah, now it's time to like give them the good shit. Yeah. <laughs> that just sounds so wrong. <laughs> <laughs> We're still talking movies. Guys. Movies, yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, I'm going to call this category the to impress category. Okay. But before we get into it, have you had any films that you've shown to somebody to a potential date mm-hmm. or rather to a date, a partner, whatever, mm-hmm. that imp- left them impressed? I think the movies I'm going to talk about uh, for this section are are uh, more wishful thinking because whenever I've tried to uh, share a movie that I'm passionate about or I really like with Poonam, uh, generally it has not gone well. I, I thought the best chance I had was when I finally convinced her to watch uh, Palm Springs. Okay. I loved the movie. Uh-huh. I was like, hey, I'm sure you'll like it. I think she has something against Andy Samberg. Okay. I don't know why. And okay. Especially since I like Brooklyn and that that hurts me. Yes. But, uh, she's like, oh, he's in it. No, I'm not interested. Like, at least give it a chance. Yeah. And like five minutes, she's like, no, he's doing his his things again. I'm like, what do you mean he's doing his oh, things? Maybe it's like his uh, his mannerisms. That yeah. Don't I mean, exactly that's, sit well that's with what her. I. Yeah. Like, that's why I want to watch the movie. But then she was like, no. So yeah, my track record with. Uh, Things that I really want to watch, we don't watch as much together. Things that she really likes to watch, also, for the most part, we won't. Uh, we don't, other than maybe uh, uh, four more shots, please, oh, or a Masaba Masaba, or uh, Indian Matchmaking Season 2. Season 1, I, I was equally invested. Season 2, I kind of trudged through it, I feel. Yeah. But uh, I think we found that more often than not, we find something that we're both semi-interested in mm. and... And like, okay, let's watch this together. The fun oh, is in watching it together. Exactly. So, like, I think there's a whole journey of discovering something new together. Yeah. Um, so, like, there is there was a point where... So, this goes back for me, like, this was years ago. What This was around, let's say, the 2010s, 2011s. I had heard all, a lot about Ragini MMS. And I watched it. I wonder my, where this is going. <laughs> with my partner. And, you know, the premise to Ragini MMS is these guys end up going to a villa like a couple ends up going to stay in a villa and it's supposed to be like a found footage film the villa is haunted by a ghost and neither of us had any like 
particular like interest in watching the film but we kind of found a, a dvd copy mm. and thought oh, okay you know what why don't we just check this out i maybe it could be fun maybe it could be completely trash it was more of the latter really but it was such an enjoyable time for the two of us and we've laughed like held our stomachs and laughed and those kind of experiences are always great to have mm. not a movie i would ever picked out to impress somebody now because i know um that this movie is like straight up not very good but uh, there are instances where you've discovered something and like oh okay fine let's let's see what the what the fuss is about and i just had a good time with it yeah so uh, that reminds me actually not not a set of movies that i used to impress somebody but there are a set of movies which i like which poem necessarily doesn't but i've i wouldn't say arm twisted i i would say gently uh, bent her arm into uh, watching them with me with, uh, which are these shitty romcoms that i've mentioned uh-huh. before poonam's like i don't know why i waste my time doing this but i mean it's not like i have anything better to do so she'll sit down and watch these we had a yeah. we had a full week where every night we watched you know those netflix fuck all the kissing booth the 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 genre that we i, I mentioned where lady is out of her space yeah yeah correct huh? there were like six five weeks such notice. movies yeah stuff like that and we just watched all of them and she was like what did i do i'm going to talk about these movies but i'm going to talk about these movies in a later category yeah. so because they come in, into this into this debate or rather yeah. going into this podcast debate into this podcast um, trying to make us sound intellectual yes of course <laughs> on, on on a podcast about date night movies yeah all right But anyway, the two impress category. I'm going to pull the first movie out of on this list from experience. Mm. So this happened a few years ago. I was on a date with someone, and uh, this person suggested that they wanted to watch some trashy '90s Bollywood film, which I'm for the most nights into. That one night, not so much. And I suggested, hey, why don't we? Um, why don't I suggest like an action adventure film, something exciting for us to check out? and this person at the time had not seen readers of the lost ark and you'd be surprised as to how many people have not seen readers of the lost ark everyone and everyone's dog in the west has seen it but they might not necessarily be the case oh rohit is making a face um <laughs> and everyone in the subcontinent including rohit may not have seen it no you have not seen readers <laughs> of the lost ark can i suggest it for our date night movie <laughs> I'd love to. Mm. So, uh I mean, again, I know enough of it through having yeah. it having permeated through pop culture, but mm. yeah, I haven't seen it seen. So, the thing with Raiders of the Lost Ark is what I usually say to anybody who wants to check it out and more specifically on dates is give it 10 minutes and on the 10th minute I will pause the film and ask you if you still want to continue. Because it's got such a riveting opening sequence and this is a movie that came out in the 19 came out in 1980 specifically from my mistake. Yeah, 80. Uh, starring Harrison Ford, um, directed by Steven Spielberg, written by Spielberg and Lucas, and I think Irving Kirshner is somewhere involved. It's basically the 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 Star Wars pack that's yeah. that put together an action adventure film um, inspired by a fifties um, movie called Secret of the Incas, mm. which is I think a Charlton Heston film. Oh, nice. If I'm not mistaken. So this happened to me on the date where I suggested it as the last arc and 10 minutes in I paused it and I asked my asked my partner hey do you want to want to continue watching this and she turned to me and said this is great let's do it and we sat through it and watched the entire film together and at the end she was like oh that's amazing and as it literally can, melted my face off yeah I literally melted <laughs> <laughs> like it's it's like you watch the film and then you see like every action adventure trope in modern cinema 
has come from Raiders of the Lost Ark. Mm. You see the origins of it. The origins of it, right? You see it in places, but and but most people don't really care for those things. They just want a good time mm. uh, in a movie. And Raiders of the Lost Ark is just uh, just about two hours long. Snappy, keeps moving all the time. Very impressive sequences. Insanely good-looking Harrison Ford. Yeah. Um, and it's highly highly recommend anyone it's even if it weren't a date night from you if it is a movie that you just want to sit and check out by yourself i'd fully recommend you doing so i've seen i watched that movie maybe once a year every year for the last five years so oh, nice. I'll, I'll go through like a an indiana jones phase you seek it or you find it on a channel it'll, it'll be like playing somewhere the, the, the indiana jones <laughs> films oh yeah raiders of the lost ark is an indiana jones movie Lest <laughs> I, I okay. Mm-hmm. I mean, you don't have to. Do you have to say that? Yeah, I don't. It's not called Indiana Jones and the Raiders of the Lost Ark, right? It's just called Raiders of the Lost Ark. Is it? I thought it was always like Indiana Jones and then oh. the first movie is called Raiders of the Lost Ark, and then it starts oh. to Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade and, 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 and the Temple of Doom. Yeah. So yeah, so it, so this is kind of like um, an experience I've had, and I've suggested it to other people as well, and they've also loved it, and they've introduced their partners to it, and. So it's it's been uh, it's been a staple date night film for some time now in in my close circles and if you would be open to trying it out with your partner check it out let us know what, let me know what you think where can I catch it is it there on any OTT it's on no it's on Netflix oh it is yeah, oh okay yeah. then I'll okay cool I think sometime soon anyway I should at yeah, some point soon be time, catching yeah. the movie so might as well rope Poonam into it might as well right yeah so yeah that's me to begin with what do you have. So, uh, I've been wanting to talk about a certain director for a while now. I have been uh, paining Abin for weeks saying, uh, hey, can we talk about this guy? Hey, can we talk about this guy at this time? At this time. Mm-hmm. Abin is just like, uh, no, no, we need, a, we need to find a way to uh, include him, include him in, in the conversation. So, here I am shamelessly uh, plugging this director into the conversation. And it's not entirely out of the blue because it... Uh, I've, I have ended up watching his movies, uh, two of his movies as a date night movie. Only the date was not with Poonam, but with um, a good friend of the podcast, Abe, uh, Omkar. Mm-hmm. Uh, when <laughs> uh, This was during my second year of MBA in Bombay, when Omkar was living at his place in Thane. Mm-hmm. And uh, I remember uh, Omkar had just randomly out of the blue said, uh, have you heard of this director called Jean-Pierre Melville? Mm-hmm. I'm like, uh, no, but uh, it's a... Sounds sophisticated. He sounds sophisticated because there's three names. Yeah, they're (laughs) like, like, yeah, okay, cool. JPM. Yeah. Uh, So for those who don't know, Jean-Pierre Melville is a 1960s uh, new wave French cinema director. Uh, His name, his original name is in Melville, as in his surname. Mm -hmm. He took it from the Moby Dick author Herman Melville because I don't know why Mm -hmm. he decided to. He thought he was a Leviathan. Maybe. Mm, Could be. Could be. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Uh, so, and then he, the, the reason, so we ended up watching La Samurai, uh, two things that I loved about the movie, the leading man, Alain Delon mm-hmm. is probably one of the like most beautiful men I have seen on oh, screen. Sure. Hmm. I mean, that guy, what a good looking dude. Yeah. I mean, to quote Silicon Valley, this guy fucks Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> for sure. I mean, looks apart the way he carries himself, his whole personality are just like, man, th- this guy it's it's his screen presence is amazing mm-hmm. the movie itself is really good it's very sparse with dialogue it's very stylistic a lot of long long takes a uh, lot of like you know physical acting where people 
कम्युनिकेट थ्रू केसेस एंड स्टफ लाइक दैट इट्स वेरी इट्स वेरी स्टाइलिश आई थिंक जॉम्पी एम एल विल्स अप्रोच टू फिल्म मेकिंग इज आई वुड से स्टाइल अबव सब्सटेंस ओके बट इट्स डेफिनेटली नॉट सब्सटेंस अबव स्टाइल इट्स गिव्स प्रेजेंटेशन इक्वल इंपॉर्टेंस सो यूर वॉचिंग मूवी यूर वॉचिंग द मूवी फॉर द एस्थेटिसिटी एज मच एज द नेरेटिव विच इज अस सॉर्ट ऑफ बैलेंस टू हैव and it's very difficult to get that balance uh you get that wrong you have as axnader yes of course yeah so where you actually like overload on the style and then exactly divide it to substance exactly so i feel jopia melville both in in la samurai as well as the other movie we watched which is la circle rouge mm-hmm. which is the red circle uh both movies he, he uh, pulls it off really well um the la again la circle rouge also stars alain delon and in fact that movie uh, the special thing about it is it's about a again i won't give away too much of the plot uh, it's about a bank robbery okay and like people plan up to it and then mm. there's a betrayal or whatever i of think course, it also yeah. in a way influence reservoir dogs if i remember correctly mm-hmm. so clearly tarantino really loves shopy melville mm-hmm. so if anyone is uh on the edge of whether they should or should not check jopie melville out i hope that nudges you into uh the camp of yes i will check it out mm. anyway coming back to the point the uh main robbery in question is a half an hour sequence with no dialogue mm-hmm. when they execute the robbery and it is amazing to watch okay uh so every movie there's something different he's he's sort of pushing the envelope trying something different uh is that the pitch on a date night hey you want to watch a movie where there's a robbery sequence where there's no dialogue for half an hour but it's wonderful i mean that would be my pitch mm. i don't know how how it would how receptive it would yes. be uh, i i totally it. get it so. because i've seen the samurai uh i love that film yeah. it's inspired countless films uh, yeah. more recently 2011's drive uh, yes Uh, Le Samurai has a huge influence. Huge influence. You watch Le Samurai. Same silent protagonist. Very much like silent protagonist. The whole like the premise itself is kind of like yes. Le Samurai if you yes. kind of think about it. Um so I my suggestion to to this would be if Le Samurai and this I feel has happened to a lot of people. If you find Le Samurai if you find it to be a film that's too old to watch and there are plenty of people who have this conversation yes. which absolutely drives me up this what like 60 70s why would i watch those movies exactly. because they're good yeah so the pitch in in those scenarios is okay fine this is old how about i show you the exact same film or like to to a degree the exact same movie with an equally good looking dude in present times and you present to them drive which is basically a scene to scene of the samurai pretty much and but i feel like okay. drive is also not a very accessible movie because it's it's slow it's visual yeah but drive it's not everyone's that, cup of tea yeah it has that hook in the first like the the pre title sequence in drive that's true uh has great music it's it's got a chromatic track by uh, uh tick of the clock, clock. Yeah, by tick of the clock so i was just going to mention i tried to convince ponam to watch drive the only element of drive she loved was that soundtrack which you play in the car i'm like dude like you had the entire movie to watch you just picked this soundtrack <laughs> i love tick of the clock it's like yeah, i love it yeah, yeah. i'm driving down the street it's a great uh, driving song so it's a great driving song especially the way it like slowly builds up yeah great great song and um, that's true the the pre title or the pre credit sequence uh, even the, the song for the credit sequence nightfall by kavinsky yes. is so addictive i mean if that doesn't hook you yeah. i don't know what will but yeah coming back to jp melville uh, i'm I mean, he's made more movies these are the two that i've watched i would definitely recommend both of them 
But uh, again, so that was that was me on Shopee and Melville. I highly doubt I'm ever going to be able to convince uh, my partner to watch them. But uh, someday, someday. Uh, so these these are a set of movies I haven't. Yes, I've I finally got to talk about Shopee and Melville in a date night episode. No less. <laughs> Sounds very very like part of the theme. Uh, <laughs> but we we tried. Yes. So another film I kind of want to include on this list. rather i mean not a film more than more like a set of films that i would like to include on this list is richard linklater's before series starring ethan hawke and julie delpy so you have uh, before sunrise it came out the first and then you have before sunset and before midnight i mean all three films tell the story of two people who end up meeting on this train randomly they said to spend their their last day together and then it follows them uh it's like a day in the life kind of stories yeah. for each of them and each of these movies are so nice to watch they're so pleasant they're the perfect date film in my opinion especially for me before sunrise is kind of like one of my um favorites is probably my I would favorite so that's the best of the three yeah. because with the second and third movie it's familiar premise mm-hmm. it's parts that have been tread yeah uh before sunrise it's the concept being introduced for the first time you're meeting these characters for the first time there's a freshness to it yeah so i think that's why i i i likewise agree with you mm-hmm. i think before sunrise is probably the best of the lot mm-hmm. the place where i might slightly differ with you is i personally don't very much like link later movies uh-huh. because i find them Uh, to be mostly just dialogue and with very little happening. I mean, that's yeah. just his style. His, his screenplays are, I think, pages of di- character dialogue and not much happening in in mm. by way of events. Mm-hmm. So I get I find myself a little bored at times. But I would say the before trilogy is an exception because of how, in my opinion, how eminently watchable Ethan Hawke is. Yes. Such an easy presence on screen, and you hear him talk, you almost feel like. you can easily put yourself in his shoes he's mm-hmm. he's a great every man especially yes. in this series mm-hmm. and uh, the other thing i find I mean, in fact when you just brought up the before trilogy as a date movie i was like wow this is amazing because the kind of conversation you they have in mm-hmm. the in the movies mm-hmm. is what you would ideally ideally want to have with your partner exactly on that date or just mm-hmm. at any point of time it's just such a great way to spark that those sort of conversations for you to have with your partner uh, like what sets a good date in my opinion personally a good date would would involve a lot of really nice conversations yeah. because that's kind of, see you can have the bells and whistles that you can have like a nice dinner you can have some coffee or whatever like uh, some drinks and what not ultimately it comes down to just how well of a conversation the two of you can hold together and i think the before films kind of really help uh not only like showcase those qualities of two people who meet and then form that connection and clearly there's something there right but it kind of like sets the ball rolling for the conversations that you will have with your partner after the film yes which is which is the best form of praise i can give this film absolutely the fact that i can watch a film and then sit down both of us can sit back and and relax and go like oh you know what what do you think or oh, what could have happened and then obviously you address these questions um in in the, in the in the sequels okay, again mm-hmm. maybe not the best first date movie because uh-huh. <laughs> it's like uh too heavy uh, on day one yeah. like especially the kind of conversations they have but uh other than that i think abin you've kind of this might be the best date movie possible yeah i can't think of obviously we're going to talk about more more other options. kinds yeah. of movies but this is an amazing date movie now that i think about it especially with someone say if you've been with someone for 
six months or a year or yeah. more where you have some degree of you've you've you know some things about the person but you haven't really had those really deep conversations mm-hmm. i would say like a few months in mm-hmm. this is a great movie to watch when you're a few months in with your partner i'd say yeah for sure i highly recommend you guys check it out um it's kind of maybe difficult to find here but then uh vpn something you'll find it on some streaming website yeah vpns are, are cheap and available everywhere guys protect your information <laughs> okay we are not sponsored by nord vpn <laughs> yes nor by any of the other vpns so if you are listening now would be a great time yeah i might have had another movie in my mind but uh, i really want to leave this section on that high hmm. so let's let's leave the whole air to impress list on this really nice uh, coda and then let yeah. let's move on to the next type what was the next type you had in mind so the next category of films is more commonly known as the netflix and chill categories yes but to me i will always refer to them as making a sandwich movies because i've been comes from an earlier era he was, he was yes. born victorian <laughs> yeah i was born not in the era of netflix i was born in the era of blockbuster <laughs> <laughs> So I'm 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 more of the VCR and chill guy. And then <laughs> getting up and banging the thing three times. Are we talking about the machine? Yeah, no, I was like, and then getting up. Oh, goodness, okay, anyway. So let's call these. Let's like I'm going to classify these categories as making a sandwich films, movies where you start and then um, you go make a sandwich and then you come back and things are still running and you still understand everything that's happening. You have to wipe all the mayo off. It's like oh God. <laughs> Sometimes you can put too much mayo, and you can put it too early. <laughs> so uh, anyway, that there goes half the viewership. <laughs> uh, and so, so it's kind of why um, I wanted to put this category in because there've been many date nights where you just been like, okay, I want brain dead shit playing in the. Back. I would say statistically, this is probably the biggest category. Like there are plenty of films in here, like even genres, even that you could just have playing in the back, and. you can just resurface every now and then after having completed a sandwich uh and just tune back in and not have missed a thing yeah let's start you off on this um okay so the one movie i want to talk about here this is not a bad film i would say all of the other movies we might inevitably end up discussing may not be critically acclaimed this is a movie that was very well received is a very nice movie uh but i would say it's a it's a good netflix and chill or make a sandwich movie because the script, by nature of the script you can jump in and out of the movie at any point you wish and still have a great time i'm i'm talking about 2018's game night if uh-huh. i'm not mistaken uh-huh. uh starring jason bateman and rachel mcadams it also has jesse plemons and a bunch of other guys whose names i don't recall right now but um great premise uh, bateman and uh, mcadams play this couple that really loves to host game nights and they where they have like board games and stuff that they play with their friends jesse plemons plays their neighbor who's a cop who's a little little weird mm-hmm. very little uh, and then something happens the movie kicks off there's hijing since you mm-hmm. uh, again if you choose to watch this is a sort of movie you can watch on your own and still enjoy standalone great movie but even if you want to like do stuff while the movie is happening and you don't want to focus and at some point you want to jump back in 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 a sense it doesn't really matter what's happened so far mm-hmm. whatever is yet to come on screen is still going to be engaging and funny mm-hmm. at whatever point you you decide you jump to jump back, back in, in. Yeah. so i i really love the movie mm-hmm. and uh, i think i watched it twice or thrice ironically not yet with poonam mm-hmm. but um Hmm. Hmm. Option. <laughs> yes. <laughs> anyway, 
Uh, I have not seen Game Night. I really should. I've heard you definitely. Yeah, it's got great reviews. Yeah. Um, it's it's a film that that I've been tracking for some time. I should I'll probably check it out by myself at some point um, because <laughs> I've, I don't have any dates planned for some time. Mm. Uh, let me. Uh, so I'm. Wait a little bit. So okay, I mean I. So I don't really have much to say about it in, in this scenario. I know it's well reviewed. I've heard really good things. So I'll probably keep like um on keep it on my recommendations list for us to check out at some point. Should. Mm. What's yours? Oof, uh, I don't have a movie as opposed to two films like and these are uh, I would say Richard Curtis films between the years 99 to 2004. The two big films I'm going to talk about. One is, and we've spoken about this movie on the Feel Good episode. Feel Good, yeah. Uh, this is Notting Hill. I think within the first ten minutes of watching Notting Hill, uh, you yeah, understand no, what's going to happen. You understand where this journey is going. So you're free to make a sandwich yeah. uh, if you choose. There's some wonderful dialogue in there. You can make a sub. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So. There's a wonderful dialogue in there. Reese Fawns, who recently is back on Game of is, is on Game of Thrones as uh, Otto Hightower, Otto Hightower, is in a very different role. Yeah. Uh, as Spike. Pulls apart. Pulls apart in this film. He uh, he plays the 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 token Richard Curtis. Yeah. Off kilter funny guy. Exactly. Yeah. Said in every movie. Yeah, he's in every film. So like, absolutely hilarious though. Yeah. Uh, Hugh Grant charming as always. Julia Roberts elegant as always. Uh, a film that's very well written has its heart in the right place. You don't really need to pay much attention to it. Uh, there are a few gags here and there that yeah. that are quite funny that play off well. And I think if you're paying attention, even while making a sandwich, to some degree, you'll, you'll probably laugh, and that'll accentuate your experience. So, um, I recommend Notting Hill, even as a standalone sit down and, and chill film. I, it gets a little sappy if you watch it on repeat viewings too soon. Yeah. But I'd say if you break it out over the space of it, a year, maybe two years, you check back on it every once in a while. It's always a nice little film to cuddle up on a date night mm. and uh, uh, and watch. The second is, of course, everyone's favorite Christmas film, Love Actually. Mm. A movie with so many storylines that by the time you get to the end, where they're ultimately have all been resolved, some of them great, some of them not so great, uh, but. even when you like take time off and then come back to it it still has enough going for for you to hold your attention and to have an emotional impact on you it's like a happy tarantino movie very much yeah <laughs> a tarantino films i think you can like if you go and come back out and you suddenly have lost uh, exactly you've lost com- you the movie is completely lost you because yeah, you yeah. have no idea what's going on i meant in the sort of non linear storylines having some overlap with each yeah, other exactly so i think the premise of this film is okay there are people who want to get together they kind of not getting together but then they ultimately end up getting together some of them may not there will be some jokes in there there will be some really heartwarming moments there there's actually a very the, the my favorite part of love actually is the is the kiara knightley and andrew lincoln andrew lincoln i was about to call him rick grimes yeah <laughs> i was and i was thinking i want to talk about that scene and i was trying to make some joke about how it didn't work out for him and therefore yeah. some zombie apocalypse and i can't make a joke yeah. fuck it yeah, anyways andrew lincoln yeah the walking dead wasn't the only thing dead about like yes. <laughs> this is about his, his heart all his, along yeah <laughs> so Yes. I, I think at this point, much I, memed. Much memed. I've attempted 
to do it for the partner in the past and oh done, man i got the, i don't know whether to be impressed or like uh, feel sad it was um, it came from the heart and basically it came from love actually but at the moment it came from the heart <laughs> <laughs> did it work yeah for sure oh, okay like it 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 had the impact it was intended to have nice um so yeah love actually anything that richard curtis did i i like about time i think about time you need to pay a little more attention because i think about time is a little heavy you know it gets a little yeah it gets a little heavy i think the storyline with his dad gets yeah it's uh, i mean imagine your your aunt and suddenly you're, you're crying and then yeah she's like what happened am i this bad <laughs> she he whoever i mean yeah we don't need them i mean yeah uh, whoever is like you you're with and it, i mean i about time is a little more uh, is a movie for another day for another kind of date yeah it's I, the uh, it's not uh, i don't think it's a it's a netflix and chill movie yeah it? definitely not anywhere in the realms of sandwich making movies yeah uh, but definitely something to uh, to consider yeah i have one more genre in there and those are purely slasher films before we do i i quickly want to talk about one other movie that for for me falls in this genre purely from personal experience uh i'm going to spend a hot minute talking about this <laughs> random john abraham movie called jhoota hi sahi okay i one of these two let's talk about it yeah. okay go on i don't know which year uh this was i am going to guess 2013 because i was in bangalore and gone to bombay for my mba so it's 2012 2013 and uh, the only thing i remember about the movie that it is that it has john abraham and he wears specs and in fact before the episode started i've been reminded me that he works for a suicide hotline because uh, this was when i was dating my now wife puram and um, the movie started lights dimmed i don't know what happened in between <laughs> but did you but did you understand what happened in the movie no no oh, damn okay so in that ca- in that sense it doesn't actually fall in this category because i mean i we never even gave the movie a chance to be ah, fair <laughs> so uh, then the lights came and we left i feel like i mean it was a wrong choice of film possibly because i i wouldn't say i had something similar but i kind of had an experience where i don't know it's tanuvar's manu and yeah, uh, i mean that's a nice movie it's a nice movie i was like i mean, picked this movie knowing this is some shit that we anyway wouldn't mind missing that uh-huh. way Um, I don't know. I mean, I just for me, even the movies that I kind of don't want to dunk on, I want to pay attention. Oh, like, I'll smash for the Godfather also. Make an offer, you can't refuse. Like in the middle of everything, bonus, sir, bonus, sir. Yeah, so I think for like something similar, I had let's say with Tanuvaj Manu, where it's a film I watch, and I think it's those two films both somehow work. Uh, the first one didn't really pay a lot of attention to. Perfectly understood what was happening in the movie, and if you are, you went in, for Tanuvaj Manu and Tanuvaj Manu two. Tanuvaj Manu two, I actually watched. Both the movies for the same purpose. No, no, no. I actually watched the movie for Tanuvaj Manu two. Oh. But Tanuvaj Manu two had come I out. It was like, hey, we got a tradition. It's like we got a continuity. Tanuvaj Manu is like this is the date film, right? No, it's not. Um, I think it was a little too late by then. So. Um, uh. So at least yeah, that movie for me kind of was a movie I didn't really pay attention to, but still understood everything. I kind of had a good time with it. The second um, batch of films for me, uh, so there are for at least in terms of Netflix and chill, is like you need to have movies that are bad but not so bad it puts you off the actual situation that you're currently find you currently find yourselves in. 
Oh, like, <laughs> dude, it's like so bad I'm turned off. Exactly. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like I would never suggest The Room yeah. as a date night film. I would suggest it to people. I Funnily enough... It's know, a group movie or it's a to watch by yourself and laugh movie. Group as in your friends group where you can laugh at it together. It's not... So like I, I know people who've kind of like Netflix and chill, chill to the room but the room for me is just off-putting because there's a very graphic sex scene that makes no sense whatsoever yeah where he is where he is like it's the navel it's the navel that is that is getting all the action which makes like no sense like anatomically it makes no sense unless he has a parabolic (laughs) dick I don't think Tommy Wiseau was thinking that far ahead yeah Mm. fair enough uh but yeah, then the other set of films that, after having run around all this, so, that's, so basically like the other set of films that are just bad enough to watch are also like the Netflix um, comedies that you mentioned. Yeah. So The Kissing Booth, uh, To All the Boys I've Loved Before, Holiday. All uh, Netflix movies. Yeah. All Netflix rom-coms. The only exception I'd say is, uh, I think that applies to most Netflix rom-coms. Uh, the only exception that I can remember is uh, 2020's The Half of It, which uh-huh. is a, a nice uh, queer adaptation of uh, Serenoda de Bergerac. But other than that, I think any Netflix rom-com, you just put, do your business and come back and it won't really matter. No, I feel like that's the case with rom-coms in general. You know, like the 50%, 20% rom-coms. I feel like we've mentioned Just Friends the other day as well, like the Ryan Reynolds, Amy Smart film mm. starring Anna Faris as well. That's kind of a film that you can just ah oh, right jump in and be like oh okay fat kid runs from city comes back hot um, girlfriend who he's loved for his life is still working at the bar and now she's all into him yeah um, like absolute like horrible stereotypes that you're, yeah. you're you're catering to but still works it's a film at the end. I remember currently in that movie he sells some glass that is struck by lightning or some shit that's. That's what his business is or something. Yeah, I'm not quite sure what... I don't remember his business. I just remember there's a song that Chris Owens keeps singing randomly to different women. Okay. Janie. I don't remember what it was, but I remember his career being like, what the fuck, you make money off this? Anyway, <laughs> I digress. Uh-huh. Coming back, yeah, but I think it's this whole rom-com as a genre. It's It, it lends itself to... It doesn't require you to put... Uh, to apply yourself a lot so yeah you can, not really you can, you can apply out. yourself elsewhere yeah like in terms of making sandwiches yes you can tune in and out as you wish mm. anything else you have to suggest I have one more category but I'll do it after you do no I think let's move on to that next category oh slasher films so slasher films are always a good I mean there's a good place for that old cliche where your date is scared and therefore they're holding on tighter to you yeah it sounds a little corny but mm. If it works, it works. It works. I mean, like if you watch anything from the from the mid two thousands to the nineties, where they were, the slasher films are all the hype, right? Yeah. So, Urban Legend, Jeepers Creepers, Jeepers Creepers, Jeepers Creepers. I actively would not um, suggest to people now, given the given, news yeah. that has filled that has come out since. Um, I did not encourage his. Yeah. Work. So I'm like, I'd rather not be bothered with Jeepers Creepers, even though at the time when it came out for me, a uh, very very interesting premise and Justin Long's face being everywhere was kind of creepy yeah. um, I would say any Harry Astor movie uh, that is a, I would say that's a test because I'll tell you and those are those I think by the end of the movie if you have a date then yeah I think those they're, are the, they're a keeper those are yeah exactly like I'd say 
um, I, I want to talk about one of the Ari Aster's films later on in terms of a, a date night film. Uh, two things I want to like that has a different category which I kind of want to like address. But in terms of the slasher genre, yeah. So anything that's like campy horror that kind of just makes you jump a little mm. bit, hold hold makes you hold each other a little more tighter. Actually, in that way, horror comedies are a, are an interesting genre. I would say, like Cabin in the Woods. But that's kind of uh, um, a lot of Samara Weaving's work of late. Uh, yeah. What was the one? Ready or not? Ready or not? I love Ready or Not. I think yeah. Ready or Not is a film. In Babysitters I, Club. Yeah, Babysitters Club. It's horror comedy. Yeah, uh, but Ready or Not is a film I would suggest as a date movie that we all sit and watch because it's really interesting. Mm. Like the premise of it is a lot of fun. Um, Babysitter's Club maybe is a little more campier yeah. but still good it could classify as one of those kind of films I think anything from like the wrong turns to the screams mm. Cabin Fever is one mm. where I think it kind of may be off-putting for a little bit because Cabin Fever is extremely horny to begin with and then it just gets very gross I would say the same goes for I Know What You Did last summer I know what yeah exactly so I again attractive cast hmm. so like like I something think films that set the horny yeah like, exactly it's yeah. got that horny-ish premise you, you know where it's so it's gonna when be. you start the movie you know where this movie is going or yeah. rather you know where you're going yeah is the question or where you hope to go mm. consensually yeah <laughs> I want to say something I'm like no <laughs> I just cut I bit my tongue I'm like I want to cut this short <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, so basically, campy slasher horror films, totally my shit. Yeah, I would agree. And I, I, the point that I was making, horror comedy, I would say. Mm. Campy is also a sort of comedy, but films that are more explicitly or intentionally horror comedy also work. Mm. Yeah, because I feel horror comedy has this, it's got a sine wave of emotions. Mm. Horror elevates fear, comedy is a great release. Mm. So it's got that, I don't know, in that whole that sign of emotion you're also sort of like holding someone you're like having a good time laughing suddenly that back and forth is a nice way to sort of bond with whoever you're with or watching that movie with at that point of time I think another kind of film like even good horror movies are great to watch together I'd say the one biggest film that you could watch together with your, with your date uh, is A Quiet Place Quiet Place is a nice movie to mm. watch together Quiet Place is because it's it's pure tension right like yeah. it's it, it, it's a film that plays on the fact that sound is will sound will get you killed yeah so you're deathly quiet and it heightens your emotions as well as like your partner's emotions makes for a very engaging fun experience absolutely together. i think it's a very immersive viewing experience Definitely. generally that movie yeah but uh, i mean for me the horror genre is pretty much out because she just cannot stand anything remotely scary no oh. so in fact the stuff that I watch on my own time is almost predominantly horror. Nice. Because I know that there is no like there's yeah. no watching it with her. So have you tried to like push her into like maybe something that isn't as scary but unnerving? Dude, like I think she would draw the line at David Fincher. She's not even worth seven. Oh really? Okay. But seven is creepy. Seven is actually quite Yeah. And, and but violent. it's not horror. It's, it's not it's, it's a thriller. It's a thriller. Yeah. And that is a bridge too far. Oh goodness. Seven's a great film to watch together. I think another good Oh. Uh-huh. It's a horrible film to watch together. I think uh, so. <laughs> I mean, the end. Yeah. No. Yeah. It's like a good film. You're like, oh, I, everyone's just mind fucked at the end of it, which is kind of... Not a good date night movie, I'd say. I mean, anyway, yeah. we have our own opinions, but I, I beg to differ. Speaking of David Fincher, hmm. like my next category is films that, or films or shows or whatever to like really test where you... Or to have conversations about your relationship 
Don't say Gone Girl. Of course, I'm going to talk you about want, Gone Girl. You just need an excuse to talk about Gone Girl. I love I mean. Gone Girl, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah, watched it recently again. Oh my god. Have you noticed every three or four episodes you... I must make a reference to Gone Girl in some form or the other. For sure, I think this is. Like, we're going to make, play a bingo. <laughs> like Gone Girl is my cultural zeitgeist. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So Gone Girl definitely, in terms of a date film, I think what yeah, happened. Comfortable date film. So yeah. the worst date film. <laughs> we sent our parents. Like my parents went to watch it, and I think I mentioned this on the Rewatchables episode. My parents went to watch it and had a blast with it. They were mm. like, "Oh my god, these people are crazy." and then it just became a thing where our parents all ended up going and watching the film have, or have seen it together at some point and have just been totally unnerved by it and had and basically have set up conversations about oh you see what people do in their marriages and even at the end of gone girl if you the both of you haven't seen it or if the both of you have seen it or haven't seen it together in some time by the end of the movie you're like damn dude <laughs> before it yeah, gets not yeah. true i mean but poonam and i have in fact watched gone girl together uh, what are the conversations like no. after <laughs> afterwards we just looked at each other Like obviously the same thought like would this person do it yeah. and they were like hey lord are <laughs> no chance <laughs> who are we yeah. what have we done to each other <laughs> like both of us are too naive to pull any of that shit so that's what you think you never know that's what that's what nick done thought about amy <laughs> <laughs> and look where it got him hey lord are it okay but gongol is one yeah um, true, true. I think I would say not just test test slash movies you shouldn't watch on dates. Yeah, for sure. The other is not even a movie; it's a stand-up special. But Boba no. No, this is a Daniel Sloss stand-up special called Jigsaw. Uh, it is a special that has said to have broken up a hundred and fifty thousand couples. Why? Because he asks three very simple questions that people come out after having watched the show. and if they can't answer it which invariably they can't they end up going to their partner and breaking up like it basically talks about how humans are conditioned to feel incomplete if they're alone and that's basically what mm. the, the show talks about and he akins the entire um process to that of a jigsaw puzzle i had conversations with partners about this intense conversations actually becomes a really nice debate as to why you're in the situation you're currently in and you you ask yourself the question and you ask them the question as to what it what is your motivation behind being in this relationship and that really like and that's a very nice, and if you come out of that conversation you know okay things are things are great mm. uh, and something if you don't come out of that conversation well you know okay because you still have a how do i put this you you come out of it thinking okay maybe you know it's time we look to pastures new or just generally look to keep yourself happy mm. it addresses the sunk cost fallacy it addresses a lot of the um, a lot of the pertinent questions we have mm. when it comes to our relationships very it's interesting comic called stand up stand up special <laughs> okay yeah highly it's on netflix i highly recommend you check it out great great show would highly recommend you all check it out mm. the final thing on this i'm sorry i'm taking up all of your um no i'm just thinking is there a, a bad date movie that i have in mind i think not even a bad date movie this is more like a an intense date movie i think these category these these quest these films or these shows and and specials and movies come across as movies that as as forms of media that you could have conversations with your date about i would say 
दिस इज अट ऑफ सब जॉनर ऑफ रॉम कॉम एक्चुअली नॉट रॉम कॉम वोट एम आई थिंग रोमांटिक ड्रामा मे बी बट ब्रेकअप मूवीज विच काइंड ऑफ इन इन द वेन ऑफ द स्टैंड स्पेशल दैट यू मैंशन क्वेश्चन वॉट वॉट मेक्स अ रिलेशनशिप टेक do we need to have relationships i would say eternal sunshine of the spotless mind uh for slightly sli- find a day of summer slightly like then would find a day of summer not i think they they put questions in your they put thoughts in your mind which you don't really want to have in a in that setting yeah i i'd say these are movies better watched in fact both these movies i would say are better watched alone not even with friends mm-hmm. these are movies you watch alone because they raise personal questions and you want to have the time and space to ponder on these questions once the movie is done like with 500 days like we go i'm going to go back to specific mm. example 500 days of summer like we've I've, i've spoken about this on previous episodes about how my thought like my view my views Change, on the movie has changed over time and the change was i would say at at some point it was forced yeah because uh, the natural part of me continue to believe that this person that one of the people the, the i mean we yeah. said that joseph gordon levitt was, was right was right yeah it took a sort of almost involuntary or sort of had to consciously reorient my mind saying no that's that's the inherent uh, bias. bias or the inherent uh, whatever like wrong views that we've been conditioned to have exactly and when you force yourself consciously to put yourself uh, put yourself in an objective position or in the other person's shoes hmm. that's when you realize okay no it's not yeah that's that journey takes time it's hmm. not easy yeah so that's definitely uh, but for, but i would say you mentioned like you mentioned watching these movies by yourself and having those those conversations later in the moment i think when coming back to 500 days right and, and how our views and views have changed I feel now that I've seen it and I watched that movie with a partner I'd like to know their perspective on it when it ends I'd like to know what they thought who like you know and then that stirs up good conversation so true I mean for me find a day or summer specifically is a little weird because I think I watched it before I went out with Poonam and after my first relation I mean I barely a relationship to yeah to call it one but uh, very it mirrored what happened with me a little too much oh nice okay so, so i thought it was something serious but then she didn't uh-huh. and i think because it was too close to home for me for me it was even harder to and i think once i saw saw zoe deschanel's pov mm-hmm. i was like it is like a light bulb moment for me i was like oh okay it's just two people who cool. that's what happened it's two messed up people it's my like i went from oh this is this is summer's fault no this is uh, this is not tom's being an idiot and then i realized they're just two people who wanted, who wanted like different different things. things and just didn't communicate it yes. well enough or other one of them just basically like it's just yeah a big uh people who are scared to be lonely kind yeah. of situation. i already had that epiphany it's yeah, done so, done industry yeah. for me <laughs> <laughs> and that's and so those are the kind of films i'd like To, to have on certain date nights not all date nights because some date nights I just want to like just sit back chill and watch something comforting that is definitely uh, a kind of film that I, I would like on some of those mm-hmm. nights 
I think to really test <laughs> your your relationship is like I I call this possibly the best breakup movie I've seen in some time. Don't say Mubarak. Of course not. <laughs> Mubarak is great by the way. <laughs> Ultimate date night movie. Actually, not a breakup movie. If they make you, if if the person you're watching Mubarak with loves the film as much as you, marry do, them tomorrow. Exactly. <laughs> that's 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 my thing. Like if you love Mubarak and if somebody you watch it with ends up loving Mubarak and if there is scope of you being together, go for it. Coming back to what you were going to say, I just interrupted you with Mubarak. What movie were you going to talk? I was about? going to talk about another movie that starts with M. Uh, it's Midsummer, <laughs> which is a very different film. Again, it's a test of a relationship in the most fucked up way. In the most fucked up way, like this is like how do you take a breakup movie and make it absolutely batshit bizarre? So we've spoken about this on a Harry Aster episode. Go check it out if you haven't. Uh, so I won't say much about Midsummer. Midsummer. for the premise there's a girl there's a guy who wants to break up with her but something tragic happens in her personal life which kind of puts a pause on their breakup so he ends up going with her on a uh, on a holiday or rather on like a on a trip to a midsummer festival in in Sweden where one of their friends from college is going is from and once they get there they realize things are strange and then suddenly things start getting weird In a way, it's still a breakup movie, and it is. It's very much a breakup movie. It's allegorically a breakup movie. Yeah, for sure. It's like given what they, the journey that Florence Pugh's character goes on, it's a breakup movie. Yeah, and finally realizing she doesn't need anyone, she's yeah happy with herself. With herself, right? And that's kind of uh, <laughs> it. And given what happens to like the to their relationship to her partner, her friends, whoever, very 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 interesting take on it. Yeah, very much. Ah, oh, what an exhausting watch! Oh, exhausting watch. We have like clips of Rohit like watching those movies, watching Midsummer. Yeah, and him just going, "What the fuck!" Every ten minutes. I hadn't watched it until the episode. I remember for the episode, I'd watched it. It's like, damn. <laughs> okay, do you have any suggestions before we move into the movies? You absolutely should not watch on a date night. Ah, uh, I mean nothing that comes to mind. I think we've covered a fair gamut of movies, good and bad, suitable, unsuitable. Mm. Uh, again, your mileage may vary, but uh, as per your need, I think we've covered a fair amount of use cases. Sorry yeah. to sound very uh, <laughs> marketing jargony, but uh, so for whatever objective you want to meet on your date night, I think we've covered a fair bit of movies. Mm. Cool. Anything you want to add before we movies you absolutely absolutely should not watch, like on dates or generally on dates. Like I would like if I was on a date night and I keep and I this this movie crops up sporadically throughout the podcast. But if I were on a date night and somebody suggested we watch the film Martyrs, I would run. Yeah, true. Rohit, I think would marry them on the spot. No, no, no. no. <laughs> uh, maybe twenty fourteen, twenty fifteen version of me would, but uh, mm. now I'd be like. Uh, Okay, give me your address. I'm going to call the cops on you. <laughs> Something's clearly broken inside you. Yeah, I would say any any Adam Sandler movie. Just if somebody. I don't know. I quite like Fifty First Dates. There's something. Uh, okay, not any Adam Sandler movie. I would say nine out of ten Adam Sandler movies. Basically, like there's the one anomaly that will come your way. Fifty First Dates, Punch Drunk Love, even Wedding Singer. Yeah, Wedding Singer is a lot of fun. That's. About it. I mean, even Billy Madison and it's not a date night movie. Not Happy Gilmore, Billy Madison yeah. is not. Little Nicky to an extent. I like I, Little Nicky is a guilty pleasure movie for me as much as. Is that the one where he has the Tere Naam hairstyle? Yes. Oh. Wow. Little <laughs> <laughs> Nicky came before Tere Naam. I know, I know. Oh. I mean, once Bai does it, yeah, Bai owns it. Bai owns it, right? So anything in the shock horror genre, 
uh, is a strict no-no for me on yeah. on date nights. And you know those conjuring and the nun and all that shit. The conjuring is fine. I think it's the conjuring is good highbrow horror. I think in terms of like the nun maybe. The nun is just a bad. Or movie. Annabelle. Yeah, Annabelle the nun. Um, I I like traditional horror films as date date options. They just need to be good. I mean, <laughs> I mean, but still, I don't think you can watch The Exorcist. Imagine you're like cozying up to your girlfriend. Yeah, like, like, the power of Christ. Like, yeah, <laughs> I'm like, okay, cool. The power of Christ compels you. Like, okay. She actually puts a cross and yeah, know, yeah. I, I William Friedkin had puts a god. There's no chilling happening after that. Yeah, no, for sure. Uh, that and then the other example would be. Um, would be gross films right like I think it would just be like, uh, like Schindler's this is a movie I would not watch on a date night. oh my god <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> imagine what a bummer yeah, so I think all the cast movies in general are, are off the list yeah like anything I would I was about to bring up tragedy films but then I'd watch Munich on a date night because it's a, it's a riveting watch yeah it's a good movie but mm. yeah it's not really going to put you in the mood for, mood for anything yeah for sure that. yeah yeah let's quickly look to if you have any other suggestions that we shouldn't go near on date nights I mean, again, I think like like uh, other things in life, consent matters. Uh-huh. If your partner's not up to it, any movie that's not up to it is generally not a good movie. To yeah, together. for sure. And don't make your partner watch Pulp Fiction. They'll just be like, "What the fuck's wrong with you?" If they're not, if they if they have. Yeah, I mean, if your partner is the kind that would watch Pulp Fiction, you would know it already. You would know it already. Yeah, like don't. As much you may have a very specific taste of film, but it, uh, this is a very important thing that we have to say. You may have a very specific taste of film, but your taste in film is not everybody's taste in film. So the ultimate gateway to, to like having a happy, fun date night is a movie that you both get to uh, go with, go through, or rather, like there's interest from both parties. And I think, uh, I think a good date night is like anal. You got to prepare beforehand. There needs to be conversation. Exactly. You both yeah. need to know what you're getting into. You both need to like clean yeah. your browsing history. Yeah. <laughs> Among other things. Among other things. But, uh, okay, I don't think there's a... You're not deleting that. Yeah, I'm not really <laughs> not. Okay, um, so, on that very sensitive note, <laughs> um, that's the end to this week's episode. Oh, that was quite a bit... <laughs> I would actually have to put the explicit tag for this week's episode because yes. it was fairly explicit. Yes, sandwich. It's a date night movie episode. Yeah. It's it's gonna. It's, I mean, things like it's natural, dude. You got on a date. You've watched a movie together. Things have happened. It's fine. Yeah. As long as you guys are safe, the movie is good. Yes. It's everything is fine. As long as yeah, yeah. As long as happy a happy ending is a happy ending. As long as both of you know it's a date night. Yeah. Exactly. And, yeah. I don't think as it was just mentioned that I don't think we could have gotten a happier ending to, <laughs> to the episode than that. We'll see you on the up. next one. <laughs> Be far less, ex- far less explicit, I assure you. <laughs> Until then, you take care. Bye-bye. So they opened their big mouths and out came talk. Talk, talk.